Yada, yada, yada. On this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and this is Vikings Week. Uh, the first game starts on Sunday, and so my family's getting all geared up for that. Uh, if you've listened to my last or my previous podcast for the last couple of years, you'll realize that that's a big deal to us. I'm always full of optimism and as uh, all other 32 teams are, I'm sure. Uh, so we'll see how this season goes. Um, I want to share with you this week uh, something that's very important to me. Uh, my wife and I teach on this quite often. And we're talking about the word yada. Now, current culture, uh, you may be more familiar with yada, yada, yada. And usually that means if you look it up online or on Webster's, it's boring or empty talk. So what did they talk about? I don't know. Yada, yada, yada. That's all I heard. It was just nothingness. Um, or it'd be the equivalent of blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't want my podcast to be blah, blah, blah. I want these to be important words that, that you uh, say and hopefully repeat and pass on to others. Um, and if you actually look at the Hebrew word yada, it's actually the polar opposite of blah, 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 or boring or empty. It's a packed word. And the word yada is the word new or no, um, not N-E-W or N-O, but new, like K-N-E-W, or no, K-N-O-W, or knowledge, or acknowledge. Those are all words called yada. It's the Hebrew word. It's a multifaceted word, and in simplicity, it's actually a word of deep intimacy. Deep intimacy. It actually oftentimes is referred to as consummation. Now, you heard of, you know, Adam knew Eve and they bore a son. So there is a sexual act connected with yada, but that's only one piece of yada. It's an expression of yada is physical intimacy when somebody knows somebody. But the word yada is actually much deeper than that. It's a place of deep intimacy. And interestingly, it was a culture um, which I love to talk about culture, and I'm going to come back to that at the very end of this podcast because that's going to be summarized in the word culture. But the culture of Eden and what was created in Genesis was all about yada. Man and woman were created and placed into the garden, into a place of deep intimacy with the Father and with each other in the covenant of marriage. And and you see the word knowledge, knew, all throughout the first four chapters of Genesis. But it's interesting, and you're going to have to kind of lean into this just a little bit. It's interesting that the two trees that were in the garden was the tree of life 
where they would eat of this tree and live forever. I don't know if it just had some crazy antioxidant property to it or if there was something spiritual about uh, what they would eat off of this tree. But then there was a second tree. And we always wonder why there was a second tree. And, and my take on it is that I believe that the father always gives us a choice. He never forces himself on us. And that's the romance of relationship. And that's the romance that's in the piece called Yada, a place of deep intimacy. It's a place of really knowing someone. It's beyond just physical unity. It's emotional, spiritual unity that we have with the Father. He created us to actually live in Yada with him. Adam and Eve were created not to know good and evil. It's interesting. They were deeply intimate with good, which was the Father and what he created. And all throughout creation week, he called it good. And so what was good in Genesis? Everything that he made, including man and woman. And when he made man and woman, he actually said it was very good. There was something even exceptional about us and about what we were created and the relationship that we would have with him in deep intimacy. So I find it interesting that the second tree was called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The word knowledge is the word yada. <laughs> and so isn't that interesting that they could eat from the tree of life and live forever in deep intimacy with the father. But the second choice is that there would be an opportunity for them to be intimate with evil. If they ate of the fruit, there was a boundary that was placed around. They could eat of anything except for the tree that was in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's, it's, it's interesting because the word yada is the same word that's used in Matthew 7, 21, 23. When, when Jesus said, they may say to me, I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. I, I did wonderful exploits in your name. And he said, in that day, I will say to you, depart from me. I never knew you. It's a word of deep intimacy. We can do a lot of great things for him and for his kingdom, but what he really wants is for us to be in deep intimacy. Why? Because that's why he created that's the way he created us back in Genesis. We were supposed to be connected to him and to him only. But if they would cross the boundary and they would eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, then there would be an intimacy with evil and there would be consequences. There would be a knowing of good and evil. So knowledge, yada, of good, creation, and mankind, and evil, which is Satan. It wasn't just about knowing right from wrong. That's not understanding the words that's going on here. It's a place of deep intimacy. Man, which was good, consummated with evil. It's interesting that the word, the root word of the word consummate is to consume. Isn't that interesting? There was a tree there, but they were not to consume it. They were not to consummate with it. They were not to allow its effects to become internalized in their lives. And the result of that 
was sin and death to what was good. I have a dear friend who said to me, sin is a good and evil baby. (laughs) It's the result of a consummated relationship with evil. And the result of what comes out of that, the fruit of that, the offspring of that, is sin. And so we see that, and the first manifestation of that sin was shame. And they hid themselves. Satan told them they were naked. And they were ashamed. See, there was a loss that took place in the garden, and it was a spiritual loss. It was a disconnection of our hearts from a father's heart who was in covenant with us and who loved us and knew us and wanted us to live forever in that knowing relationship. And of course, what happened in Genesis, in Genesis chapter 3, is they ate and everything shifted. They now had another voice who had access to their lives and they now consummated, they knew good and evil. They were connected to a new realm of evil. And so enters the course of history of a change and a shift. And it was actually compassionate that the father removed them from the garden so that they wouldn't eat from the tree of life and live forever in a disconnected, cursed culture. See, Jesus came to overcome the curse. He hung on a tree to become the curse for us. He came on a restoration mission to bring back the hearts of his children to the heart of the Father. A restored intimacy, a restored yada, and all of that, of all of that, of what it means. So Jesus comes along and says, I'm so grateful that you are performing for me, but what I really want is to know you, is to know you. It's interesting that yada, yada, yada has become synonymous with, with boring or empty talk. It actually couldn't be more opposite. It's the place of the most meaningful content of our lives, (laughs) It's the furthest thing from blah, blah, blah. It's the most profound, defined moment of living in the kingdom and connected to a heavenly father who is alive and well and his son who died for us that we can live with him and him in us and that we can be seated in him in heavenly places. It's a place of deep intimacy. It's a place of deep fulfillment. And that's what he has called us back into And so we are once again offered yada. Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't that change the way that you think about him and think about us? He's always wanted that connectedness to us, that place of deep intimacy. There's nobody on the planet that I know more than my wife in every way. And yet the yada that's offered to us by the Trinity, the full expression of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the yada that's offered to that is even more full, more understanding. And we're going to have that 
for eternity. <laughs> it's hard to even get our minds around. It's such a beautiful thought. It's such a beautiful place. It's such a beautiful understanding and acknowledgement. It's called yada. I love the verse. And my family have been, our family has been talking about this verse over the last couple of weeks. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. We've heard that verse thousands of times if you've been in the church. But hopefully this will bring new understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Guess what word that is? The word acknowledge. It's the word yada. See, we don't lean on our own understanding, our own thoughts. We trust in the Lord with all of our heart and do not lean, do not trust, do not put your shit, don't shift your weight on your own understanding. But in all your ways, become deeply intimate with him. And he will make straight your paths. Why? Because he loves you. Because he's in that relationship with you. Because he wants to. And I believe that this message is for someone out there who's listening to this podcast. Or someone you can share this podcast with. Because there's a lot of things that happen in our lives that we simply don't understand. That's been the case in my life over this last year. I've, I've scratched my head and I've called out to heaven. And always the temptation is to say, why? 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 But it's the wrong question. It's the wrong question. Because we're wanting to lean on our own understanding. We want to connect the dots. We want to have a, a God-like perspective on all things. <laughs> even though we're not God. And I'm telling you, that's a dangerous place to go. Because he actually wants us to release our understanding, to not lean on our own understanding, but become intimate with him. Why does that make sense? Is, is that exclusive? Is he shutting us out? Is he not wanting us to understand? No, he's wanting us to not lean on our own understanding. Because in that place of intimacy, we find the satisfaction that we're looking for. When we look into a father's eyes, when, when we're able to embrace his son and feel his affection for us, when the Holy Spirit empowers us and renews us and, and brings health and healing to our soul, that's the answer. It's not leaning on our own understanding. But there's another critical word in this passage. Do not lean on your, own, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. If you've been a regular listener to my podcast, you know that I love the word ways because ways is directly connected to the word culture. If you look up culture in Webster's Dictionary, it will say, the sum total ways of living passed down from generation to generation. 
the sum total ways of living passed down to generation to generation. Do not lean on in your own understanding, but in, but in your sum total ways of living, become intimate with him and he will make straight your paths. That kind of explodes this verse when you plug in the definitions to these words. Let me read that again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding, but in your culture, in the sum total ways in which you live, become intimate, deeply intimate with him. And he will make straight your paths. Those crooked places, the places that make no sense, the places that seem like it's taking longer to get there than it ought to. In that place of intimacy, he actually finds the straight path for you. He walks with you, comforts you, and he brings you to that place. Thank you, Lord, for that. I find deep comfort in that. See, ways is directly connected to culture. You've heard me say Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 many times. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. See, heaven has a culture. And my friends, it is a higher culture than our culture. I think we can agree on that. I think we're all comfortable to say that his ways are higher than our ways. So when we connect to his ways, which is what this podcast is all about is finding the culture of heaven, the way that he operates, the way that he loves people, the way that he connects with people, the way that he never leaves people. Those are his ways. Always good, always loving, always kind, always effective, always moving forward, always bringing restoration. Those are his ways. When we connect to his ways, we connect to a higher way. And how do we find it? By becoming intimate with him. That place of deep intimacy. There's always two trees. There's always two trees. And, and the romance of Yada, that place of intimacy of Yada, draws us into this realm of intimacy where he is, where he finds us and we find his ways, where we connect to his ways. Isn't that beautiful? That's what he's offering today to you and to me. If this stirs your heart, I just want to pray over you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your ways. I thank you for your intimate ways. And, and Father, the most important thing that we can do is to connect to you in a yada, because that's how you created us, is to yada with you. To yada with you, Jesus, that we're not just doing things for you, but that we're connected to your heart. To yada with you, Holy Spirit, that you just don't bring us comfort, but that we're actually able to bring impact and restoration to this world. I hope you receive that simple prayer from this podcast.
and find his heart, find his eyes, find his love for you. His ways are higher than your ways. I can guarantee that. His ways are higher than the American culture. I can guarantee that. But we are the ones that connect to his ways and then release that culture to the world. Hey, my friends, my wife and I have a ultimate marriage course. You can go online. You can purchase it. You can do it as a small group. You can do it as a husband and wife. We also lead the ultimate marriage retreat. We do that every three months at Wilderness Fellowship, which is in Frederick, Wisconsin, just over the border from Minnesota. And it's a place to get away for a weekend. And my wife and I will share our teaching about yada and many other things. I believe in October it's already full, but you can check on that. But we do it every three months thereafter. And I would love to see you and connect with you and have you and your spouse have a time away of intimacy, of yada, of being with each other and learning about marriage. Because marriage is such a great direct reflection of heaven itself. So please go on our website, gofam.org, and find out those dates and resources for you for your marriage, and for your family. I love you so much. I I love sharing my heart with you every week, and I'm so grateful to you, my regular listeners, and I encourage you to spread the word so that we can continue to get new listeners in. So with that being said, let's go together now to set and shape the culture. Mm